Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal The metal And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. Greetings, one and all. Good morning for us. Good whatever it is, whenever it is you're listening to this. Metalist podcast, Dave. Jason. We're going to get right into it. We're going to talk to you about our favorite, our personal favorite, top five Judas Priest songs. And this is a this is an exciting one to me. I I really like the Iron Maiden stuff that I do. I fucking love Judas Priest, love them. And so this one was way hard for me, dude, because I I I really had to go through. You know, if you really look at their ebb and flow of their career, there's eras, and you really have to break down little things in there. I certainly saw the streak of where a majority of my songs lie. I found out what my favorite album was while doing this. That, that, <laughs> I, I literally was just like, ah, okay. I don't, can I, can I just bring this up front? Do you have any Ripper stuff on your, on your list? No, but I'm not super familiar with it. It's a, he was only on for two albums. I didn't it really realize. It was two realize, albums. Yeah. One At of, the time, I really didn't listen to, I mean, I was, I was into so much other stuff that by the time that stuff came out, it was pretty easy to overlook it i mean i do remember seeing the video for like go to hell mm-hmm. is that the one where they're in like what must be like uh or is it burning hell something hell i remember yeah. i thought it was I, I remember getting it confused with like a twisted sister thing because i thought it was a cover but is that the, where they're in like a steel refinery yeah, where it looks like the end yeah. of terminator 2 or whatever? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was a fucking awesome song like yeah. i was like hell yeah and i mean i've heard the albums but i just never listened to them very much mm-hmm. You know, and, and like Iron Maiden with Blaze Bailey, I don't consider it, you know, Judas Priest. I, I like Ripper, but to me, it's it's not Judas Priest. It's Priest with Ripper. Like, and so, yeah, nothing off that. You know, nothing, nothing off. I mean, but, you know, hey, you want a fucking killer? You want some more fucking painkiller style stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. Listen to the stuff with Ripper. Yeah, like all that's, the credit in the world to him. He was he was the guy in the band when I was getting into him. You know what I mean? Like, when, when Halford came back, that's why I was excited was because they were still on the painkiller tip. Like, yeah, absolutely. even though they didn't have. Wait, did Scott Travis still play with them? Because I thought mm-hmm. he left with with fight well, or did he do both? He might have done both. Let's see. They, you know, it's do you watch Veep? Uh, he, okay. he might have done both. I'll come but, back to that. But I mean, you know, Halford was coming back, and I was like, "Fucking all right, cool," because we'll get painkiller fucking style priest with like Halford back on vocals, and turns out it wasn't. So yeah, tra- uh, as far as I can see right here, it's always Scott Travis. Yeah, since 1989, 30 yeah. years. Good on you, man. Um, and he drums for Thin Lizzy too. How about that? 
Oh, that's got to be pretty easy, though. It's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a night <laughs> dude, off. Dude, dude, yeah. <laughs> For Scott I, uh, Travis, I mean, that's that's probably a night off. Well, if you're thinking about, like, the trajectory on a Judy's <laughs> preset, if you're going into some of those older songs, it's probably you're building up to Painkiller pretty much a lot of the time, right? Uh, except uh, you, kind of. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, that's I mean, Painkiller is definitely their widely considered their masterpiece. I mean... It's a fucking gnarly album. In fact, I'm just gonna get an honorable mention out of the way right now, man. Just listen to the whole fucking Painkiller album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, well, fuck it, let's get it rolling, dude. Um, yeah, but I mean, where did you first? Where and when did you first listen to Judas Priest? Because shit, like, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, you didn't grow up when they're kind of in their old heyday. Like, they were like up in the air when I was really finding out about them. Like, like I was looking at the trajectory, and I and I really had to think about this. Um, they the trajectory was. So, Painkiller is at 90, right? And then they do whatever for a while. I don't remember the exact date. We'll get into that later. Um, but, like, you know, eventually Halford leaves, pursues other interests, and, you know, they're kicking around for a while. You know, if you don't know, for whatever reason, the movie Rockstar, which was originally titled my- Metal God. This is my mic stand, and I'm taking it! Yeah. Fucking love that movie is, is so much. Loosely based yes. on the actual story of uh, Ripper joining Judas Priest. Yeah, from a tribute. From yeah. basically a tribute band. Yeah. What, what was the what was the name? Steel of the, Dragon. Steel Dragon. Yeah. So what was yeah. what was their that that band's name? Oh, I don't remember the because the there's two of them. There's two yeah, cover yeah, yeah. bands. There was rival like, cover bands. Yeah. Yeah. Rival cover <laughs> bands. Yeah. It's great, dude. Like I. But the only other the only other time I've heard of the happening is uh, Journey. Oh yeah, for sure. Because Arnell sure. Pineda used to play with uh, like a Journey cover. Yeah. Uh, type band. Now they just um, go whatever's on YouTube, <laughs> pretty much. Well, because yeah, it's probably easier now to find somebody that sounds like the guy that you had. Yeah, you no know doubt. what I mean. It's like, or you know, someone that sounds close enough. I mean, and and I mean, yeah, Ripper was definitely a suitable fucking replacement. Because damn, like, yeah. I mean, the guy's gnarly. Like, Most definitely. So I definitely don't take anything away from fucking no, Tim, no, no, Tim no. Owens, dude. Because I mean, that guy's fucking a maniac. Like, get into a whole thing on him sometime. Iced Earth, charred walls of the damned. Oh yeah, dude. What you know? Yeah, that'll fucking happen for sure. But so yeah, you're coming in. And it's like they're kind of not a band, I guess. Like, yeah, they're like just getting the wheels turning again with um with Ripper. And I don't know if that was before or after. I I just started hearing the name. It was a point of reference. It was before I you know. Before I had the resources, you know, if you're a kid now, do you just go on Spotify and just be like, okay, at an early age and just be like, I know what everything is. You know, back That's what my day, son did, man. Like all of a sudden out of out of the blue one day, he sends me the fucking lyrics for the trooper. And I'm like, when the fuck did you start listening yeah, to yeah. Iron Maiden? Like, cause I've never, you know, either one of my kids, I've never like, you know, say, Hey man, you guys got to listen to this or you guys got to like this or whatever. It was never like that. So yeah. it was just like. And I mean, for the most part, aside when he was younger, man, I mean, he didn't really listen. I didn't listen to a lot of stuff with him around. Like I was always in another room on the computer listening to stuff. So I don't know where he would have heard Iron Maid. So I mean, that was just him probably seeing stuff around the house, like because yeah. I don't live there now. But like I still had stuff there, like my Iron Maiden bobbleheads and stuff. And I mean, I'm sure he's seen pictures of mine with like yeah. logos and stuff. And he probably was just like, huh, what the fuck? Oh yeah, that's the thing my dad likes. Yeah, or whatever. it's all the it's all the passive iconography, and that's exactly what it was yeah. for me. Where I just heard the name brought up, and then finally, so I want to say maybe 98, 99, after hearing this name and being referenced so much. They they have the and this was the this was the confusing part in my life because I was trying to discern what was what when I was growing up it was the Beavis and Butthead era and it was the MTV telling you what your taste was thing and I was I was guilty of that a little and I had to kind of break free of that but growing up they told they were telling everybody especially in the grunge day that hair metal was the enemy 
and fucking it was the cheesiest thing and you weren't allowed to like it anymore, right? So 98.99, I wish if I was fucking smart, actually I don't know why they would have this on YouTube, but they, they I wanted to see if I could YouTube the commercial for this compilation where it was monsters of hair metal or something and maybe you remember this it's it ends with the guy with with a guitar strapped to him and a fucking and the album in his other hand jumping out of a plane as he's skydiving going it rocks i remember that yeah, one okay so that i don't remember what it was called but i remember that one yeah there was that one in monster ballads yeah exactly was yeah. another one yeah it was it was it was something along those lines and so it had you know poison it had whoever else amongst that lineup but then for some reason they stuck judas priest on there as um with with you got another thing coming and i was just like wait they're hair metal Took me a minute to figure out they're not. Fucking Faith No More was on there too with Epic. What? what? No. The 90s were a confusing time is the bottom line. And so it took me a minute to get into them just because I was told you're not supposed to get into hair metal. Even fucking stupid A and B, that was, that was, they just got on that compilation for some reason. So by the time I'm hearing them, I've realized that I've actually heard a lot of these songs on the radio for years already. Um, without knowing who they were, but it would have been the actual first song would have been, you got another thing coming. And then, um, and then like you said, uh, that, that video in the weird steel refinery with, with Ripper would have come up at some point. Um, and I remember actually really liking him like, cause he, he was, he was gruff and he did that little thing at the end of the, at the, oh, the song where he's just all, or whatever. I was like, Oh, that's like almost death metal. That's kind of cool. So it would have been, you got another thing coming, and then, like, you know, they pl- they, they were played all the time on 105.3. They still are, as far as I know. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but all the time you hear, you got another thing coming. You hear Heading Out to the Highway, Living After Midnight, you know, like like mainstay songs that don't fucking go anywhere because they're great. Breaking the law all the time, which probably isn't too inconvenient for them because it's only two minutes, right? Like, perfect. That's <laughs> not a very, it's not an epic song at all. Nah, it's very... That's the thing, man. Is like, they definitely were the ones that set a lot of the the standards as far as, you know, being bombastic and eccentric and, and dramatic at, at certain points. It's certainly over the top, but like, at first, was that just like that was what it was for the time? Because if you go back, like, like, yeah, breaking the laws. <laughs> He's not even going super high. Like, like, I don't remember the fucking solo. Is there a solo in breaking the law? Because I know there's a number of them that I, I listen to that I'm just like, man, that's not really a solo. That's just like a, a fucking bridge with a lead in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah, no considering solo they absolutely are guitar, <laughs> guitar heroes, but there was actual songs without fucking solos. Like, well, that's, but that's the thing. I mean, not again, like Dimebag said, like not every song needs a guitar solo. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But just because there's a guitar solo in a song doesn't mean it doesn't. It, I got in this big conversation with a friend of ours. It doesn't mean that it shouldn't be there. What you feel should and shouldn't be there or needs to be there and doesn't need to be there mm-hmm. is entirely up to you. You know what I mean? So there's people that that don't get guitar solos or they don't like guitar solos. Of course, those people are like, you know, oh, that doesn't need to fucking be there. Well, I could easily make the same case that you're making where I could easily fucking say, guess what? I don't need any fucking vocals there. Mm-hmm. All that does is put words in my fucking head and tells me what the fucking song's about. Did you see there are some studies saying that um, instrumental music, people that listen to instrumental music are smarter or something like that? I was going to say insane. To me, it's like Dimebag said it best. Not every guitar, not, not every song needs a guitar solo. That's because not every song has to have your traditional chorus. Yeah. And not all songs do. 
Not all songs have to have an intro. Not all songs have to have a bridge going into the chorus. They're all different. They can be whatever they want. Like that's yeah. you know they, they talk about in a lot of interviews that that turn of the century metallic hardcore metalcore whatever you want to call it a lot of those gnarlier like more eccentric bands it's just they didn't have they didn't follow song structure and it's not necessarily but because they were trying to be rebellious it's just because they didn't understand it so they talk about literally it's just like oh man he writes a part I write a part he writes a part I write a part and then we just throw a mosh part at the end and that's how like yeah every time I die wrote their songs for years stuff like that you know what i mean like like everybody talks about songwriting and traditional structure and stuff a song is whatever you make it as long as there's some semblance of structure it might not be traditional but if you if makes everybody in your band knows what they're doing all the same yeah. time yeah. then there you go yeah <laughs> you know, exactly like, but i mean having said that don't worry you won't miss the non-solo and breaking the law because judas priest has plenty of them yeah it's weird with judas priest like i actually don't really i can't pin down the exact first time oh you know what this episode's got to go out to the biggest Judas Priest fan I've ever met in my life, Lori Peterson, Lori Horman. Shout out. I don't know what she goes by now, but... Lori, presumably. Lori, yeah. My old guitar player's mom. We spent a lot of time in her house growing up. I grew up in that house, and biggest Judas Priest fan I've ever met to the point where she came home drunk one night. I wanted to listen to Slayer. She wanted to listen to Judas Priest. I think I see where this is going. I thought she was... I mean, I was fucking around because I did like Judas Priest, but I was like, you know, I was fucking around a little bit, busting her balls, talking about Judas Priest are old, you know, and and she was like, Judas Priest are fucking gods, (laughs) and fucking tried to smack me across the face, barely missed my face. Nice. But her finger caught my glasses and flung them across the room, and then I turned around and jokingly started running away. And they had like this little fucking, so they had a living room, kitchen, and then this other little room, and they were all connected with doors. So we just kept running in circles in her house. Okay. Like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, dude. Like nice. it was just the same fucking background each time. She's chasing me around the fucking house. I'm just laughing my ass off. Like You got the multiple doors in the hallway. It was fucking funny, dude. Like, And I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's like, fuck, I tell that story now. Some fucking jackass is going to be like, oh, my God, she hit you. Like, dude, fucking calm down. Anyway. Yeah. This one goes out to her. But easily, easily the biggest Judas Priest fan I've ever met, dude. And nice. she was there since like, you know, a true fucking def- day one. Like, yeah, yeah, she's definitely a, a true defender of the faith, as it were. Absolutely, dude. Like that's I mean, big time. So I mean, I think the first song I remember hearing that was Judas Priest. I mean, it's probably like same as everything else. It's probably Headbangers Ball, and I remember hearing you got another thing coming. There you go. See, so. you know, I saw the video shortly thereafter. I remember seeing the video for Breaking the Law. And I think at one point they have cardboard guitars in their hands. I buy that. I'm pretty sure they have uh, matching cardboard guitars in the background. Yeah. I remember it was it was seriously like, you got another thing coming, breaking the law. And then it was like Turbo. Because it was right around the time Turbo was coming out. Right. You know, like, and I don't remember ever having seen a video for like Electric Eye or, you know, Free Will Burning or anything like that. Like, there was, I don't remember seeing, I mean, obviously it was off Screaming for Vengeance, but I don't remember seeing any other videos for anything off that album. I don't remember seeing any videos from anything off of fucking Defenders of the Faith either. Like, so let's see. Yeah, I don't, I mean, dude, the Sentinel Love Bites, Eat Me Alive, Some Heads Are Gonna Roll. Like, I don't remember seeing any videos for any of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was literally like, boom, here's Turbo. Apparently there is a video for Free Will Burning. I I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of videos I haven't seen, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if it wasn't on Headbangers Ball, 
And it's not like, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, if you're banned for a long time, you have a bunch of videos. Yeah, they probably ain't going to show all of them. And you've got another thing coming one of their biggest songs. So it's like, well, of course they're going to show that one every week on Headbangers Ball. People are waiting to hear that one. But, I mean, that was that was when I first heard Judas Priest. Like, right around the time I was like, you know, I was probably like 11. Dude, when I first heard, like, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, like, that was the heaviest thing I'd ever heard. To me, it was like, you know, after a while, going back and talking to some people... You know, especially the older crowd. Judas Priest was like what people listened to back in the day, like in the mid-70s. If you go back and listen to the other stuff that was out, I mean, Black Sabbath was all, all but done. Deep Purple had disbanded. You know, there was no more, like barely any Led Zeppelin. I mean, there was a lot of turmoil. And a lot of people consider that to be the worst Led Zeppelin yeah. and the worst of Black Sabbath. I mean, yeah. and... You know, those those bands left a huge vacuum, you know, for Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, um, you know, Saxon, Motorhead, that sort of thing to kind of jump in there and be like, hey, like, we're here now. Yeah, and absolutely. it was the new blood. And I mean, it was the stuff you turn on any classic rock fucking station. You're not going to hear a lot of those really old Judas Priest songs. Yeah. You know what? You're not going to hear Starbreaker. You're not going to hear Dissident Aggressor. Dude, listen to Starbreaker. Listen to Dissident Aggressor. Listen to fucking... Ah, oh, fuck. I... I was just listening to it earlier. I can't remember what the fuck it was now. You're more likely to hear something like Diamonds and Rust. That almost yeah. almost sounds like Barracuda. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. It, it reminds me of that. It, Diamonds and Rust sounds like your typical classic rock song with Rob Halford singing. But then you listen to stuff like Starbreaker, Distant Aggressor. I mean, dude, that is fucking heavy shit for 1977. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was all about perspective, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Show me something heavier from 1977 yeah, absolutely. than fucking Dissonant Aggressor or Starbreaker. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to listen to it. I know there's other bands other than, you know, yeah, we know that there's other bands that were going on at the same time. They're probably playing similar stuff. But I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear what your take is on two heavier songs from 1977 than Starbreaker and Dissonant Aggressor. And arguably, more importantly... A band heavier that would have had prominence and people would have heard. I'm sure there was well, something yeah, there's, heavier. Yeah. yeah, there's probably something heavier, but no one knew who they were. And that's the thing. Like, they were the heaviest band around. Like, they were the Metallica at the time. Like, mm-hmm. because you got to think, too, man. I mean, fucking Iron Maiden's first album didn't really come out till 1980. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so it's like these guys had albums out. These guys took Iron Maiden out on tour. Mm-hmm. Man, could you imagine that? <laughs> oh, dude, can you imagine that? Yeah. Fuck. I mean, I probably never would have known that if I hadn't talked to, you know, some of the older people. I mean, it wasn't just her house. It was, you know, you go to the fucking parties and stuff and, you know, you just meet other, you know, people's parents come out while you're at a party and they, you know, shoot the shit. They're inside drinking. You guys are out having a bonfire in the backyard and they're just like checking up, making sure everything's okay. You know, and they come out and they shoot the shit, you know, and it's like, I always liked talking to people about music and it was like, all right, you know, like, well, what do you listen to? Like, why do you like it? And then, and then, all this stuff just kind of came up. So, I mean, I did get a little bit of perspective, even when I was younger. I mean, you know, everything from fucking Hendrix to Priest, man, it was, it was always like that. And so I definitely fucking knew who Judas Priest was before I actually fucking heard Judas Priest. Yeah. But by the time like Turbo came out, I mean, it was like, it was really weird because dude, Turbo, that is a hair metal album. I can see that. It's the same as fucking, you know, like it's it's more hair metal than fucking Somewhere in Time by Iron Maiden. And and that was their glam album. But that's when it started getting played on MTV. And I mean, to be on MTV, you probably had to play a certain thing. And it's like Iron Maiden, they had like a couple songs like What Wasted Years, Stranger in Strange Land that were kind of like that. But I mean, 
you listen to fucking Turbo, and I mean, you've got Locked In, you've got fucking Turbo Lover, you've got fucking Private Property and Parental Guidance. I mean, Parental Guidance, fuck, Motley Crue could have fucking played that song. Poison could play that song. It would have worked perfect. That's a great fucking, like, hair metal slash glam metal song. Like, it's it's awesome. Like, Was that a fuck you to Tipper Gore because they were involved in that whole thing, you think? I've never thought about that. Oh, no, it's about parents. Like, not necessarily, like, fucking being censored or anything. It's just about fucking, you know, one life. I'm going to live it up. Like, it's basically, like, fucking, you always chew me out because I stay out late. You know, shit like that, dude. Like, there, it's, it's a big-time rebellious, you know, fucking, I'm a rebellious teen song. Like... Yeah, it, it, it does say it was a uh, fuck you to Tipper. Oh, Moore okay. Too. Yeah, yeah. Because that it would have been the whole Is thing. Is that verbatim around. or... <laughs> yeah, no, it says it was written and recorded in response to Tipper Gore's attack on the band. Her organization, the PMRC, the parent... Parents oh, well, music. yeah, there's yeah, that. Because yeah. that, that was the whole thing. He was one of the guys they um, they had testify, right? Him, uh, Blackie Lawless. Um, well, no, I don't know if... I don't, I don't know if Rob Halford testified in that. I just know that, I mean, they had... You know, those fucking issues with that fucking suicide or whatever. Oh, yeah, there was that, too. Man, the 80s were up Which and down, Which we could huh? talk about that in the Satanic Panic episode. But, I mean, they had all that stuff. And then, I mean, it was like, you know, it kind of bled into Ram It Down a little bit because they did the Johnny Be Good cover uh, for the movie Johnny Be Good, I believe. But I'm um, going to bring that up later. <laughs> and then uh, they've always had that kind of leaning. They were always more conventional, I think, than Iron Maiden. Yeah, I, I could go for that. You know, that. like... They were always on the more mainstream side of that sort of thing, you know, but it is blues based metal, which has always been the more mainstream side. But it's it got to a point where it was like, for me, this isn't this isn't the heaviest thing anymore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll say this like you you mentioned earlier how many like songs you love from Jews Priest. Like, so I used to always say, like, the songs that I love from Iron Maiden, there's less of them. But I really love them a lot more. And then with Judas Priest, like, yeah, they're not necessarily I love them as much. But there's so many more that I like. I mean, Iron Maiden's Super Feast or Famine. It's like I fucking either love the fuck out of that song or I fucking hate it and won't listen to it. Yeah. Judas Priest, I'll listen to fucking any song. I mean, aside from some of the newer stuff, man, like, fuck, dude. They've got so many fucking songs that I fucking just, they're just awesome. But some of them aren't like, oh my god, this is the most amazing song ever. They've consistent, they write fucking just great fucking metal songs. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And there's some fucking super fucking, of course, there's some super polished up gems in there. But they've got this vast fucking, look at all this fucking awesome shit we have. They're sitting on a pile yeah. of fucking gold where like... You know, Iron Maiden might be sitting on a handful of diamonds. Yeah. It really comes down to what you prefer. I mean, I know there's some people like Iron Maiden way more than fucking Priest. I love both bands. But I think as far as, like, quantity and quality, obviously. But as far as quantity goes, I mean, Judas Priest, man. Like, fuck, dude. They got so many fucking good songs. It was mm-hmm. really hard to come up with the top five for these, these guys because, damn. I had to add another one to my honorable mentions because I just remembered it. And then this was after whittling the <laughs> shit down out of my list. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the other thing, too. The discography's fucking huge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they've got so much fucking stuff. They, you know, to me, like, that's one thing. I mean, you know, maybe we should do a fucking, that's another deep dive we should do is fucking, you know, do like a fucking Halford versus Dickinson, oh, you know, man. kind of a thing. Like, uh, but, you know, again, that's just personal preference. But yeah. it's like, 
the fucking guitar solos, dude, the fucking drums. I mean, okay, Dave Holland's not the best drummer in the world, but when they got Scott Travis, man, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, oh, yeah. that dude's fucking awesome. And then, you know, you had, um, you know, KK and Glenn are just amazing fucking guitar players. You know, Ian Hill might just be the most boring bass player in the world. But if you go back I to I love the, what he does, though. If you go back to the old shit, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. But he plays that older classic rock style. Yeah. That's why I like Dave Ellison, dude. You know, he's and just, then you go back, you get into, like, the fucking, you know, Screaming for Vengeance and fucking, you know, and forward. Ian Hill tends to do the Michael Anthony glam run on the fucking note style. And, and yeah. You know, works for him, whatever. You're not going to listen to Judas Priest for the wicked bass lines. They had the look. I'll also say this, man. They are the band. If you asked me, you know, hey, Jason, name one band that is the definition of heavy metal. And I'll tell you all day, every day, 10 out of 10 times, Judas fucking Priest. Absolutely. They're the epitome of heavy metal. Even their fucking songs. Is there another band that has more songs I mean, I know we talked about it with the Hammerfall episode. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if this is going to come out before or after that. <laughs> we haven't decided on an order. <laughs> but is there another band that fucking talks about heavy metal mm, or rocking, rocking, yeah, rock and roll, fucking, you know, guitars in yeah, your face roaring. and fucking, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, is there another band that talks about that more than Judas Priest? Probably not. Yeah, you know, and I mean, between Priest and Maiden, I mean, they invented power metal. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. It's from Judas Priest. Like, because Iron Maiden doesn't do it a whole lot. No, 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 no. You know, but I, yeah, Priest they, is like constantly. I mean, they got a song called Metal Gods for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, dude. I, and they have a song called Heavy Metal. They, yeah, just like, oh, yeah. That's what I love, dude. It's just like, yeah, um, they Maiden got very. I don't know if you want to say literary, but like they got mythological for sure, right? Yeah, they were kind of that out there. Yeah. You know, Judas Priest was like the down. It was to literally earth. just like yeah, exactly, like the yeah. down to earth band. We're singing about the music we're playing, the aesthetic <laughs> that goes with it. Yeah. You know, hell bent for leather, and then like maybe being on a highway of some sort. Well, and, that was, so that's the thing to me though. That like, that's why to me they created heavy metal. Yeah, in a way, even more so than Iron Maiden. It's, they defined what heavy metal was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing I talk about. So a lot of people have come up with, okay, why why is Black Sabbath considered the forebears? Everybody was doing the the low tuned, heavy, distorted blues rock thing. What the, what it was was they they incorporated the um, horror imagery in a way that a lot of people hadn't in the, in the in lyrics and the aesthetic, right? That makes sense. Whereas you take this very loose definition, and then Judas Priest to this very day wrote the book. Continually <laughs> yeah, adds dude. chapters to it, oh, and, yeah. and and literally, it's like it's like there's a New Testament. You know what I mean? Like like if you hear, I, and I'm sure this will be brought up, but like every dude, firepower. Okay, honorable mention out of here. Track one, firepower mm-hmm. on firepower. That fucking song is awesome. Oh yeah, dude, the whole album is really good. That 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 was on my. I didn't too, like yeah. the fucking double album they did and the fucking nah. you know. I mean, whatever. And I'll give you another good another good one off of a fucking newer album. Uh, Judas Rising is a good song. Which one's that from? I think it's from Angel Retribution. It's. I wanted to it's shout the, out. I think it's the two. For, this like the first song of those albums. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's I'll, off Angel Retribution, and it is the first song. There you go. And I, and I wanted to shout out Angel Retribution too, but like, dude. Fucking firepower! The album, yeah, is dude. It's a sick album, dude. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Like, and Andy I mean, Sneep, I've, dude. I've been kind of a hater on like new, it, you know, newer priests like for a while, just because like I was so let down when Halford came back and they didn't have that painkiller fucking type sound. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I was really bummed out. And so Angel Retribution was like, the album, I mean, I mean, while it's not great, it wasn't terrible. Pretty down the middle. You know, I mean, other than that song Loch Ness, dude, fucking yeah. Christ, that song can suck it. Ugh, I, I, I hate I that get song. what you're saying, though. It's like they didn't hit the ground running quite the way you No, dude, and it, so I was kind of like, well, fuck that. Like, and, and it was weird because, like, I mean, after, because of that album, I just kind of, again, it came out at a time where I had so many other things that I was into. Yeah. And so many things available to me. It was, there was no need to hate Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I'm just not going to listen to Judas Priest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and having gone back and, because we were going to do this episode before. Mm-hmm. And that's where I did a lot of fucking like listening and stuff. And I, you know, and, and that's when I listened to that Nostradamus album and I listened to, you know, the big double thing. Did and, you listen to all of Nostradamus? Yeah. Ooh, man. That <laughs> fucking album sucks. Yeah. That, I don't that like was that thing, at all. Is this, I, I liked Angel of Retribution and this is, oh, we're going to do a, a double album, concept album about Nostradamus. Cool. And then they, and then I hear some of it and I'm like, uh, that no, was rough to listen to. Man. It was not good, dude. I, I don't like it at all. Yeah. You know, it, and it's it's like that it's like that newer maiden stuff, man. I just cannot fucking do it. But again, I'm not into that sound anymore. And they are the old style still. Yeah. You know, they I mean at the time when Painkiller came out, it wasn't necessarily the new style because I mean you did have, you know, Metallica was around, Slayer, you know, Megadeth, Anthrax and all that. But it sounded newer for Judas Priest, and it sounded like they were kind of going for a new fuck. You know, oh, we are going for the new sound. It was like all of a sudden Halford's gone. One of the reasons why was he, you know, I mean, I don't really know the reasons why. I just know what he did after fucking Judas Priest, and he made a fucking heaviest fuck band called Fight. So I was like, yeah. all right, cool. And even the solo Halford stuff was super fucking heavy. He had Absolutely. his experimental stuff with two. I feel like he really, I mean, I know he went and saw like Pantera a bunch of times or he followed him around and he was like going out on stage with him. So, I mean, he really fell in love with like really heavier stuff. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's not like I don't get it because they didn't stop playing that same style until he came back. And that's where it really fucking kind of irked me a little bit was like. Okay, they stayed on this path. He went on this path where it was a little bit fucking heavier. Okay, let's bring it all back. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to have Fight plus Painkiller? Yeah, Like, yeah. fuck yeah. And then Angel Retribution. I was like, damn it. Yeah, I can see I'm that. I'm like, it was too good to be true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you did you get into... Um, shit, I just had it up. What is it? The first one with Richie Faulkner, Redeemer of Souls. Did you try that one? No. Because I haven't either, and I hear oh, a lot wait, of people... I, I mean, I listened to it before, the when we were going to do this episode before. Yeah. Uh, better than Nostradamus, but... I, I can imagine. It's I, just, I, mean, it was, I don't know. I heard I, it was myth, so I kind of passed on it. And then, yeah, dude, all of a sudden, hey, there's a new priest, and it's and it's called Firepower. I was like, oh, check it out. And I was like, ooh. And they just... Dude, they kept releasing the singles for it because the people were picking, on up, or picking up on it so much, and I was just like... Fuck yeah, dude! Andy Sneap on production, and now he's touring and playing with the band. Who I saw him, um, I saw him play with them last last year, and it was awesome. And it's just interesting to look back, cause like like what I was saying is just like those old Priest records kind of set the bar and were what they were for the time they were released. And this is them like not only kind of catching up to what they influenced and what they kind of created, but like they it's kind of the harnessing the power that they they kind of set up in those early days you know Um, when you have a band that's this old that's been doing it for this long it's really interesting because when you listen to the first stuff 
compared to the stuff now. It's so crazy to think, like, especially if you weren't back in it then. So people that like, okay, so like Lori Horman, like she probably can listen to New Priest now because she started off at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And watched it evolve. It's probably not that weird to her now. Where like maybe some of her peers, you know, those same guys that just still listen to Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles and shit, that weren't Priest fans or anything. Maybe those guys might listen to New Priest and go like, "What the hell? Like well, this is that'll be a little too much for him. A little too heavy or yeah, a little yeah. bit like, oh my god, like this is." But then you know, it's like you take someone that's like young now that hears Jews Priest now. If they like that sound, because they might, there's a good possibility they might not. Mm-hmm. But if they do, and then you have them listen to some of Sad Wings of Destiny or Rockarola, yeah, yeah, man, mm-hmm. I would be surprised if that person was down for it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's so classic rock. But this is like classic rock during the classic rock era that you don't ever hear. Yeah. And you know what? It's super proggy too, like like for what it was, because they would have been coming up around like Pink Floyd and all that, right? So like like it, there's a prog- there's a progressive quality to yeah, those some early of it ones, is. yeah. That that doesn't carry over. But and just the way they wrote songs. music back then was totally different. I mean, versus now, and they, even in metal, yeah, you know, even in metal, the the way that people write music is completely different, and that's just you know that's just the way it goes. Um, you, you, know you know what's gnarly is you know who whose favorite album um, Sad Wings of Destiny is is Michael from Opeth. He says oh, really? that's his favorite. That's his favorite Priest album, and it's his favorite um, metal album of all time because it's progressive. Mm-hmm. He says he actually that's started a cool backwards. Album, dude. Like it's really yeah, fucking cool. And then, like there's a small subset that love those first two or three albums more than. than and you want to hear stuff. a couple of, like. I mean, I'm going to shout out a couple of fucking gnarly covers. Listen to fucking Arch Enemy do Starbreaker. Oh, I can imagine. That's with the with Johan singing. And then uh, Distant Aggressor, dude, by Slayer. fucking Slayer. Yeah, I man. mean, they, great fucking cover. Yeah. I, know, I loved um, that they, they replaced Halford's high-pitched vocal things with, with just, the guitar. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, and the, I, I, mean, I also, you know, shout out Death doing Painkiller. That was oh, That's a yeah. fucking good cover, too, man. Richard wanna, Christie on drums. Like, yeah, this awesome. Talk arguably the most definitively metal thing ever. I would put Death's cover of Painkiller on there for sure. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think the only other one I can even think of, like, really, is, is probably uh, As I Lay Dying doing... Electric Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a good cover, too. Other than that, I don't know a whole lot of, like, a ton of Judas Priest covers. There's probably a grip that I... It's it's always, like, those songs that you never heard of. You know what I mean? Like... Now, shout out to Judas Priest doing a cover. Green Man Alicia with the two-prong okay. crown. Okay, so do we want to get into that? was always one of my favorite Judas Priest songs that yeah. I found out it's not a Judas Priest song. Do you, you want to get into Mac. the honorable mentions right now? Because <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's do it. Th- th- this tore me up, dude, because this would be my number one for sure, but we have the, the no covers policy. Yeah, right? it's, it's been one of my favorite Judas yeah. Priest songs forever. Have, have I had you no idea it was a cover. the original version? I've never listened to it. I had to search fact, it on YouTube. Is it not on Spotify? No, like like because there was a thing. They didn't even have a lot of their old catalog on Spotify, and then when they finally did, it wasn't on there because it was like a single or something, like a one of those. It was like a B-side on a oh, single. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Yeah, dude, so that yeah, is my actual... Yeah, they hardcore. Yeah, so because we, we have the policy that we do... Uh, that is my number oh, one. See. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it is. Like, but like that—that that is my number. That's my actual you can number petition one. Petition us if you want. Oh my god! To change I, the policy. I fucking love that so much, dude. And just like, you know, it's I have this so whole good. thing about like, oh, the high f- vocal shit, like that he started is kind of cheesy. It's just like, oh, okay, the, it is what it is. When he does it, dude. 
Yeah. When he does it, dude, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like, it's what, when I was watching him last year, I was realizing, dude, because, you know, they started the tropes of what metal is. And, like, oh, like yeah, there's a lot of much. But when they do it, it's because they were the ones that did it. And they were yep. the originators. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter, dude. They fucking kill it. So when he does those high-pitched vocals on at the end of Green Man Alishi, it's just so fucking epic, dude. And then even the version on... Um, what is it, that first live album, the big one? Uh, in, oh, uh, Priest Lab or Unleashed in the East? Yes, Unleashed in the East yeah. is fucking epic too, dude. And oh my God, I love that. That would, oh, yeah, that is my, that's my real number one. <laughs> I fucking, like, truth, truth be told, that's their song. You know what I mean? Like, nobody even knows. Yeah, no one of, knows that's a fucking yeah. Fleetwood Mac song yeah, off of this. I mean, it's a cell, it's the title track yeah, from the album. Yeah, pre fucking Stevie Nicks. Nobody knows what, a lot of that material. What year did that even it fucking was come sometime out? Sometime in the 70s, man. It was in the 70s? I think, it, or late 60s. It, it's that ambiguous era. It's like nobody really knows Sid Barrett, Pink Floyd, you know? Like, it's like nobody knows pre Stevie Nicks and, um, and Lindsey Buckingham, Fleetwood Mac, but there's some fucking gems in there. My favorite Fleetwood Mac song is from that era. It's uh, Hypnotize off of. Whatever that album is with the gorilla hanging out on the beach. Oh, never mind. It's not the name of the album. It's just a single on that's, Spotify. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the album it's on yeah. is Then Play On, and it is from 1969. Okay, there you go, 69. So it's about 10 years old. Yeah. So right? it, so it is on Spotify now? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, to we literally just on... listened to it on Spotify. I, so I don't have to fucking look for it on YouTube anymore. That's cool. <laughs> so like all of Fleetwood Mac's on there now. Sick. Now and put yeah, Leeway so, and, on and there. Hellbent for Leather came out in 79. So it's about a 10-year-old song. Okay. So the, yeah. Fucking. Uh, that, that's my when, shit. When they, when they did it, it's a, it was a 10-year-old yeah, that, song. That, that, that's, that's my actual number one. I, I love that. I would love to see them play it live. Um you got anything else to add to that? Because like I don't know. No, have I mean else to say than- that was for the like I said for the longest time, man. That was my favorite. Like that was one of my favorite Judas Priest songs. Like yeah. So on that tip, uh, we talked about it earlier, man. I love Johnny B. Good. I love her edition. Do of you? Yeah, it's fun, dude. Like it's just that's the thing, man. Like like that's the thing you can't say about a lot of other bands. I mean, you can. It's supposed to be fun, but like. Judas Priest is fucking fun, dude. I mean, they metal it up. Yeah. Again, but they metal like, it up. It's, like, it's mid-80s. They like, don't play it exactly the same. Yeah. Like, and, and like, like uh, if you've never... Did you see that movie, Johnny B. Good? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, I, that's my shit. It's just a fun, stupid 80s comedy. It's, it's apparently got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's but a it's, terrible movie. It's fun. It's John. Uh, what's his face? Robert Downey Jr. is the is the goofy best friend Jesus side character, Christ. man. I Think know. about that. Yeah. And that's his trip is he he he's a good football player because he has rhythm and he keeps his rhythm up by playing along to Judas Priest at yep. home. If you ever want to fucking set. watch Farmer Ted play football. Yeah, man. There uh, you go. Great. Like it's just it's just fun. And it's funny cuz like that Green Man Alishi and Diamonds and Rust, I can't think of many other songs they covered, but I mean, I'm sure there are, right? Diamonds and Rust isn't their song either. That's Joan Baez. Jesus fucking Christ. I didn't know that either. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. <laughs> But again, that's that's oh, early wow. on. Yeah. All right. The first well, thing Black Sabbath ever released was a um, was a song called "Evil Woman" by a band called Crow or something like that, or Raven or something like like it was just commonplace to just cover songs back then, you know, in that way. How about you? What's another one on yours for honorable mentions? I didn't actually write down a, a lot because I, mean, I could write down so many. Oh, I know um, that, that was the I really had another to, one. Do better by you, better than me, which go. I think is a cover too, isn't it? Let's see. Now that I'm thinking about it. Off of Stained Class, 1978. Yep. 
by a band called Spooky Tooth, Mother also from fuck. 1969. Okay, so they they got all their covers out of the way early <laughs> about that shit. Jesus Christ! All right, so no on that one. Yeah. Hold That's on, awesome. Spooky Tooth. They're evil woman, right? Oh, maybe I don't know. Okay, so it's not evil woman. You know, it's not ELO evil woman. It's a different evil woman. Oh, dude, the suicide, the the Judas Priest suicide trial was over their fucking cover. Yeah. So it wasn't even. They it wasn't have been even their song. Spooky Tooth. Yeah, man. it wasn't even their song. Bothering. I, I think it's, I think a lot of it's because of the way they recorded it or whatever. But like, yeah, that fucking song's cool. Oh, but man. I mean, I, I was well, I about to make a really horrible. Like I just didn't even fucking realize that that was a fucking yeah. That was a fucking cover song. Also, like. Yeah, so they got a lot. I, I was about to make a really awful story or uh, comment about this suicide <laughs> trial that I just saw, but I, I won't. Okay, so a couple, I mean, free will burning. Dude, yeah, absolutely. That 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 was one that didn't make the cut, but it was up there for sure. It's, I mean, it's 1984. It's really fast, like, yeah. especially for 84. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you but about I, where I mean, going. some deep cuts, dude, like Devil's Child is an awesome yes, fucking dude. song. Oh, I wanted to put that on there so bad. That That, oh, man. It's it's a really good song, and yeah. I'm gonna give you two the two from so a couple favorites of mine from back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of got overtaken, I guess. Um, uh, Grinder, that uh, that's another one that that was up there. Man. Speaking of another cover, uh, you know, Six Feet Under doing Grinder is awesome. It's, they did because it's heavy as fuck. Oh, oh yeah, it's man. on Graveyard Classics. Oh. Is it? Yeah, but this is a oh. fucking John 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 no 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 like. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I have Graveyard Classics. Apparently, that's like one it's I a gnarly fucking riff, dude. Like, yeah, huh. for sure. Fucking like Grinder and like Metal Gods. Yeah, Metal Gods was always had this. I think it was fucking Road Warriors, the tag team from the NWA. Oh, yeah, I think it yeah. was Road Warriors, man, that walked out to Metal Gods one time with their big fucking shoulder pads with the spikes and uh, shit. Those guys scared me as a kid. And their gnarly fucking makeup, like. I mean, I. Yo, I, you I, think Black Metal Jack that? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty. Well, they, I mean, Kiss did it before that. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, they. I'm pretty sure they walked out to that one time, at least one time. I, I think it was one of the pay per views or something. And I was like, motherfucker, like that music is awesome. And then I heard it, you know, years later. And I, um, I, you know, okay, I'm going to do one more. And this is because you got to listen to this song and listen to Ian Hill actually do something. And it's called The Rage. The Rockers, man. Oh, dude. Straight up. Take on the world. Evening Star. I'm literally... See, here we go. This is how it starts. I'm stopping right now. Yep. I'm stopping right now with the honorable mentions, because I will start naming off... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, song let me, after song. Let me rattle a few off uh, along those similar lines of what we were talking about with Grinder. Fucking Exciter, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. That's Exciter jam, is fucking yeah. nice, man. Uh, and we shouted out, we shouted out the whole Firepower album. I want to, and I was narrowing it down because I want to see if I could get it down to one song, dude. Never the Heroes. I remember seeing them play that uh, last year because like half of the set was Firepower shit, and it worked. Uh, and they still played a grip of songs after that too. Nice. So. I would like to see them play stuff off there. Like yeah. I mean, because well, I mean, I've never seen Priest live, so I mean, that's they're so fucking good. Like obviously, I would want to see. That, you know, gonna, okay, obviously I don't want to see them now. I mean, KK and Glenn oh. are are, are either, either one of them even playing anymore? Uh, it's Sneep and the other guy now. It's Sneep and Faulkner, but um, fuck, who is it that's actually still in the band? Who who didn't leave? Oh, I, I Glenn, Glenn is still in the band yeah, as a yeah, writer, yeah. but he's yeah. not. 
he's not touring. So he he was he was sticking around for a few dates. He was. But like, I could see him like yeah. I could see him, especially if they're playing in England or something. They or actually, I think he lives in the states or something. Probably. Doesn't he? Yeah. I could see if they're playing close to him, he might go play. But yeah. I mean. Like he was like on the bus, and he would like come out if he could make it. Otherwise, yeah. he'd be doing physical. Therapy I mean, obviously, or like right now, if KK and Glenn were still able to play, I, I mean, I would consider going and see him, even though I'm ageist. But they don't play a style of music that to me would look weird if you're up there playing it when you're old as fuck. Like, no, but, no, no. But the other thing is, like, I I'm, obviously I would want to see him play like all the fucking classic shit. But yeah. at the same time, though, dude, like the stuff on Firepower, I could fucking definitely see like. You know, that maybe that's what I would rather do would be like if if Glenn and KK were still playing and see them play the classic shit and then maybe go see like Sneep and Faulkner with Halford and like watch them do like firepower and like stuff off of Angel Retribution, maybe some stuff off of like, you know, some of the newer, you know, stuff or whatever. Yeah, man, I I think I think having Sneep and um, Faulkner like gives it kind of an, an injection of like younger blood in there, too, which helps. But like, dude, I and I want to kind of save it for the deeper stuff. I'm trying to keep that in mind for saying stuff. Right. But the live performance, that is fucking great, dude. That was that was one of the funnest shows I've ever seen, dude. And just Halford just being Halford by himself, like like there was parts where he like just kind of talked the words, just because he's like, you know the words, come on, folks, and just like like he, Bruce Dickinson is a great performer, and he's the swordsman, and he's like he's running around the stage the whole time, and nothing to take away from that. He it's awesome. He's great at what he does. Halford's just he, he just walked out and he's like I'm Rob fucking Halford and that's enough that's more than enough oh, yeah, that, that overtakes oh, yeah. any of that for me dude and like the thing where he fucking comes out on stage during Hellbent for Leather on a Harley on a gnarly custom Harley with like flames painted on the side and shit and he leaves it running for the rest of the show parked on the stage but he comes out and he's he's, he's fucking rocking the sunglasses and the hat and these you know Got the fucking the the what what's that that little whip the prod or whatever you know um, oh yeah writing crop that's what it is like gritted between his teeth it's just like fuck yeah that it's a consummate metal show like at that at that level dude well like, yeah like they're the perfect. metal gods dude yeah. like I mean do they consider themselves like I mean dude. That, so that's do, the but not do they consider themselves that? Do they call themselves that? Like, do they call themselves the metal gods? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. So yeah, dude. Like, like, or actually, I guess if you said gods, you could say priest and maiden, or you know, the fucking. But, gods but Rob of metal. Halford even specifically acknowledges and refers to himself as the metal god. Yeah, I, I, and, I, I, and I back the shit out I, of that. I thought his name on fucking Instagram for a while was Metal God or yeah, something man. like that. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, even in like interviews. But why not? So like you yeah. should. You yeah. are like it's absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. Simply the finest. They are the forebearers for a reason, right? Real quick, a uh, couple other, couple other honorable mentions I want to throw out, or I guess just one. Oh no, two. Okay. Uh, so, every, the fact that this pissed so many people off and is like the least favorite album for Priest by many people is fucking makes me love it even more. Is Turbo, dude? Because I didn't grow up when all that was happening and people hated on it because it was the sudden change of direction. It was always there for me, or like when I was already around. You know what I mean? It was just like, hey, it's a fun song. And seeing them played live and people singing along and fucking, it was just fun, dude. Oh, my God. I forgot one of my fucking honorable mentions. Shoot. Okay. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I was too busy listing off songs. One. I feel you. Hard as Iron. Iron. That should have been in our motivational songs. There you go. As I destroy, last thing you'll hear me cry is victory. Yeah. You know, hard as iron, sharp as steel, stop for no man. 
I was about to throw out like, another. That's fucking awesome. And dude, yeah. that's a fast fucking jam too. Oh yeah. Um, but my main, like, I mean, easily my number six favorite fucking song, Judas Priest, dude, out in the cold off turbo. I love that album. That album's a fucking great album. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says either. That fucking album's killer, dude. I mm-hmm. love it. Even the song Turbo. I fucking love that fucking song. I like the keyboards in it. I like everything about that fucking song. I like everything about that album. But the video? Do you remember the video? Oh, yeah, with, with the, the, the weird mo- yeah, thing? The yeah. fucking weird motorcycle yeah. fucking outfits or whatever. Yeah, like, you know, it was all like, I don't know if they were trying to be Road Warrior or fucking what. Like, it was yeah. kind of strange. But that's it for honorable mentions for me. I only got one more. And okay. it wasn't until I saw them live that I grew an appreciation for this song. Halford, <clears throat> he splits up his time. He has a place in uh, England. He he has a place here in San Diego in Hillcrest. Uh, but his main residence is in Phoenix. Or that area. I don't know if it's Phoenix per se, but it's in what they call the Valley in, you know, in Arizona where it's like a fucking mega city made up of a bunch of other cities. And he always talks about his favorite drive in the world is driving between his places in San Diego and Arizona, taking the eight to the whatever that fucking junction is in Gila Bend, Gila Bend. And I and I and I have an affinity for that area too. You know, I talk about loving the desert. Let me be specific. I love the Sonora Desert, and I'm sure there's other a few other ones. There's other ones that I'm not so stoked on. A lot of those places are gross, but the Sonoran Desert I have an affinity for. So to hear that he ha- he shares that affinity as well is is cool to me. And they have the song Desert Plains, and they had like a little compilation of driving through the desert for the for the show. And I was like, you know, I never paid much attention to the song, but I fucking I dig what they do for the live performance. So that is gonna be only the first of several or a couple other songs on that album, which I came to realize is my favorite album. Which so, album? Point of Entry, nineteen eighty one. So that was like, oh, this is my favorite one. I did, I did not know that until now. That's, wow, that's neat. you're a fucking weirdo. Oh yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to be. All right, it's about that time. We've got the honorable mentions out of the way. And top five, top five. Wow, top did we five. ever? Yeah. So we're gonna get into our personal top five favorite Judas Priest songs. Would you like to start? So it off? rough. Yeah, dude, it starts off with a fucking Rob Halford fucking high-pitched scream, man. It goes into this fucking double-picking fucking city riff, dude. Ram it down. There you go. Title track from the album. I fucking love this album. It is the pre-painkiller album. You can see where it was going. Yeah. The guitars sound fucking awesome. Fuck, it's such a good album opener. Like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Thousands of cars and a million guitars screaming with power in the air. We've found a place where the decibels race. This army of rock will be there. Again, it's one of those, you know, we are heavy metal fucking songs, dude. It's, but a, like, de- it's a declaration statement. Yeah, but, like, how could you not? Like, I mean, for me, it's just, it's one of the fucking heavier jams that they have. Like, super, it's really fast-paced. But one big thing that I noticed about this album and this song is the fucking guitar solos, dude. At the start of their discography, moving, you know, forward, man, you could just hear fucking Glenn and KK just like get better and better and better. They get shreddier and shreddier and shreddier. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and these dudes shred. They write, they write really good fucking solos. You know, memorable solos, parts that you remember. It's fucking great, dude. Like, just listen to it, man. You know, now that I'm looking at it, does it seem like Ram It Down as an album gets kind of overshadowed by the other stuff? Big time. And I think I mean, it's one of the more underrated albums of theirs. Yeah, and I mean, like... Because even Turbo gets a lot of fucking notoriety as far as, like, it gets a lot of hate. Yeah. You know, but, like, 
everybody just kind of forgets about Ram It Down. Like, yeah. it's such a good album. What was it, 1988, I think? That's what it says, yeah. You know, um, it's pre-Injustice for All. I think it's right around there. It's pre-Seven Son of a Seven Son. And it definitely has that vibe to it of, like, that really good production on it. But the song, like, I don't know, even just the fucking... Ram it down, ram it down, straight through the heart of this town. To me, it's almost like if th- when they're on tour at this time, it was just like, okay, we're opening with this fucking song because they're basically saying like, you know, hey, we're glad everybody's here. Hey, Cleveland. Yeah. You know, we're going to fuck you up. Like, and it's just boom. And they, you know, I mean, fuck, man. Like, it's so fucking killer, dude. Absolutely. Uh, definitely top five. That was an easy Easy to put in the top five. You know, it was just a matter of where it's going to be. So, your number five. My number five started off, I talked about really, really getting into point of entry. And curious enough, I don't know if it's just the way it opens or if it's just like that goofy-ass video going again with that whole aesthetic. It's uh, hot rocking, dude. It's just like... <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just... I bring up that word fun. It is. It's just like... It's it's like for a lack of better definition a rockin' song about apparently rockin' and being hot. I don't know how else to phrase it. It's just like it's just like something about like Halford in the 80s being in a gym and like in like it just all makes sense in a gym? Clip. Yeah, dude. It's just like you know, in a very 80s gym at that so you can just like, you know, so Fucking like leotards and shit. Oh, yeah, dude. With the with the, you know the sweatbands, yeah, sweat yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like 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 everything about it, dude. Oh my uh, god! And I'm gonna and, and and there's one more song that's gonna come up on here that ties around with that whole aesthetic. I mean, um, yeah, no, I'll save that for later. Okay, but hold on a second here. Think about like the way it up, <laughs> right? It's just like it's like it's I like, want to go hot rocking. Yeah, dude. It's just like if you were if you were to take out just like the hits as far as like a, an entry point into Priest, <laughs> that's it, right? That's just well, like yeah, the so most <laughs> substa- it's like the most standard version of of what Priest is. Yeah, it's and like it was a especially at that metal time. anthem like yeah. that you've just. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that like you never it never makes it to the top, but it's not at the bottom. It's just like right in the middle yeah. of what Judas Priest is. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. It's almost like a filler song. Like for most bands they have, they always have this filler song that's like pretty much just like the cliche of themselves. Yeah. Like that's what this is. That's like, absolutely, okay, yeah. yeah. I wanna go hot rocking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the good that's that's oh, my man. Shit right there. All right. Yeah, I mean not a terrible song. Yeah. And it was one of the singles. Isn't that mind-blowing? Well, it was. Yeah. Wow. It had a video and everything. Directed Holy by shit. Julian Temple. Wow, and, and okay, again, yeah, I've never it, seen that. I mean, there's only like two songs on that whole album I even know of. Like, what, Heading Out to the Highway? Is that is that on that album? That's coming up. And yeah. then uh, Solar Angels. So mm. those are the... <laughs> Those are the only two I remember. Well, you know what's gnarly? I, I, I guess I remember Thunder Road. Yeah. It's it's a lot of the same on there, but, like, it's cohesive. And I don't know if that was intended to be the case where, like, all shared the same aesthetic about, hey, man, we're going on the road. Or, hey, man, you want to go for a ride? Or we're going to rock? Or, like, uh, and that's what I came to realize. That's my favorite era for those reasons. <laughs> just the most standard. You know, it's, it's exactly what I'm talking about. It's, it's again, with, with <clears throat> Maiden, you got the epic themes or with... You know, certain stuff. Well, even they have, like, standards. Yeah. You know, ACDC had standards of just, you know, it's nothing that's going to fucking knock your dick in yeah, the dirt. Yeah, that's it's exactly just, what it is. It's the it's yeah. the ACDC of their discography. Yeah, it's just it's, about, like, the hey, standard. man, you want to go for a ride? All right. Hey, we're, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, like, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? And that's, that, that's, that's my favorite part <laughs> of Priesthood. Because, like, okay, here's something else, man. Um, actually, no. Remind me, and I'm going to save it for the end, because I don't know your five. 
But there's a point I, I do want to bring up after the fact. Okay. Um, so on that note, <laughs> what do you got next? Uh, my number four, I'm going to include the intro, the Hellion Electric Eye. It's such a fucking good song. <laughs> Dude, this song is in 1982. This is, this is my... And this uh, song sounds like something that In Flames could do. It sounds like something that... I mean, fuck, a number of, you know, As I Lay Dying covered it, and it sounded just fine with them covering it. Like, it's that style of riff. Like, it has a string skippy style yeah. riff. Not as blues chordy based. It's got a know. different pace. This is this is actually my number four, so this ties in perfectly. And I would include the uh, the intro, Hellion, in that too, because it kind of sets the stage for what's about to happen, you know, with the gnarly harmonized guitars, and they got oh, yeah, know, a little dude, bit the, of effect on them. The intro is fucking great also. Yeah, and then it just like, run, goes right into it, dude. And the choruses... That's weird. Yeah, I figured this with, would be on your list. I just didn't know it was going to be in the exact same spot as yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's serendipity, huh? Podcast and, um, high five. Yeah, yeah, for real. You can't see us, but just picture <laughs> us. Yeah, but no, like like the weird little effects that he has on his voice, leading up to the chorus. That kind of and, you know kind of accentuated on, on the higher side. It makes it sound new for the time. Yeah, it's um, a futuristic kind of theme song. Yeah, right? it's yeah. that's the other thing. It really fits the fucking song. Yeah, you know, um, and like like the weird things underneath in the in the choruses. And that chorus is just sick by itself, dude. Like, he's not going a million miles an hour. He's just kind of, it's it's kind of got its own flow, you know? So, I don't remember the solo in this song. Does it have a solo? Are we, are we discovering some things oh, yeah. that I never no, considered? No, it has a solo. Okay. I can't picture it. Yeah, they both play solos in it, man. Like, oh. it's, in fact, it's a really good solo. Like, I mean, it, as far as, like, at the at the time type stuff... This is like one of the more fucking modern fucking jams. I mean, okay, so the whole album, <laughs> the whole fucking Screaming for Vengeance album for 1982 is crazy. But like, there are stuff like Take These Chains and fucking Riding on the, is it Riding on the Wind or Riding with the Wind or Let's see. whatever that one is. There's, you know, Bloodstone, like where they're more of still that same Judas Priest, like kind of, you know, heavy blues metal like style. Mm-hmm. You know, but then there's like this and like screaming for vengeance that yeah. have, and, and even the album cover it matches the theme and the to use your term aesthetic of yeah. the album. It's it's all very cohesive and in fact to me I would say probably this is one of Judas Priest, if not the it's one of their best albums they've ever done. You I know, think especially it's top to bottom, the one that people think of the most. It's their biggest selling in the U.S. There's no indication for the UK. That's interesting. But, like, yeah, it's their biggest in the US, uh, double platinum. Dude, yeah, Hellion, Electric Eye in the beginning, and then ends with Devil's Child, and you got everything else in the middle. Uh, yeah, like you said, writing on well, the yeah, it's got you've got another thing coming out. It's got fever. Yeah. You give me fever. Oh, you know, man. like, it's got all those songs. I mean, from, from top to bottom, it's got to be one or two. You know, if you had it on record, man, you wouldn't fucking skip a song, like, and you'd just be totally fucking killing it the whole time. It's 38 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah. It's it's just a fucking great album and it's a great track from the from a great album. It's basically the first song on the album. So another great opener. I mean, are they the best at opening songs? <laughs> you know, they I might would be. put them in contention for that you know, for sure. They might yeah. be. Like it's it's fucking Whoa, the entire first al- or the entire album is this was the first ever entire album you could get on rock band when that was a thing. That's kind of neat. 
what what better style of music for that kind of thing? Are you going through all the other albums and seeing what songs are on what just for for comparison? Yeah, because I mean that's that's the thing. It's like because uh, I mean, fuck, even Defenders of the Faith starts off with Free Will Burning. Like mm-hmm. you know, I already mentioned you know my like Firepower and fucking Angel Retribution's you know opening tracks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Painkiller on Painkiller. They they really know how to fucking get you right out oh, the yeah. gate, man. Like for sure, most deaf. It's just, it is quintessential, dude. But yeah, especially Screaming for Vengeance is an exceptional album, even in their own field, even amongst the rest of their discography, dude. It's it's interesting to behold. And I'm even looking at the stuff from the other era. A lot of these had different track listings and whatnot as far as their order and sequencing. That's well, yeah, one of them even had a different name. I mean, Hellbent for Leather was Hellbent for Leather was Killing yeah, Machine. Yeah, Killing Machine. And apparently there was an elementary school massacre in Ohio or something around the same time. So yeah. understandably, they, yeah. Ugh. They changed it for the U.S. Yeah. Even though they still had the song Killing Machine on there, which. Right. But, well, I mean, it's just a song. But, yeah. like, I mean, if you look it up on Wikipedia, you will not see Hellbent for Leather. It'll say Killing Machine if you look up their discography on there. Yeah. Um, Probably the album that rivals that one, Screaming for Vengeance, is their best album, front to back. This has got my number three song, and it's not what you think. It's not fucking Painkiller, dude. It's All Guns Blazing. There you go. I fucking love the fucking pacing on this song. And one of the one of the big things is like at the end, just the fucking how it just slows down. It almost has like a fucking breakdown at the end of down, 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 down. It's always been probably okay so i'll i'll say this and i don't know where it is or if it's on or it, where it is on your list dude but painkiller's probably their best song yeah i mean probably their best song they've ever made. written i mean it's a great fucking song it's just not my and i love it yeah it's just not my favorite it, me neither i you it's know, almost its own thing because like it's like what's your top five like, other than painkiller? Like, well, yeah, because, yeah, and it's and it's like hyper metal, dude. It's like it's a true standout <laughs> moment in the rest of their discography where it's like they, they somehow outmetaled the metal they already did, right? And Halford's like in falsetto the entire fucking time, which I can't think of another song where he does that. You know, it's usually just a part of dude. it, but like it's it's literally. It's the Judas Priest on twenty, dude. Oh, yeah, you know dude, what I mean? it is. Like, it's it's. I like the term hyper yeah, <laughs> hyper metal. Like, yeah, they outmetaled themselves. Yeah, for sure. It's oh, like sure. that, man. Like it's 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 a whole different level like of of what's going on. It, but all guns blazing just it was it, it was there was a toss up. It, well, no, it wasn't a toss up. I mean, when I listened to both of them, it's like, okay, this one definitely takes it. I like this one more. But Nightcrawler is another one that I really fucking. That was kind of the two that were always kind of like my favorites on that album. You know what I mean? And then yeah. that's just I don't know. All guns blazing. Like here, let's fucking. Do it up. Check it out. Well, yeah, okay, so it even starts off, I guess that's my thing, is I stay, <laughs> two of my songs start off with just Halford by himself, Yeah, you know, in his falsetto of glory. But yeah, you could almost say the entire Painkiller album is them just out-meddling metal. Like, yeah. it's pretty insane. Follow this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the gauntlet's been thrown, dude. Yeah, I mean, for that type of metal, for sure. Fuck, dude. I'm going to have to come back to this into the deep dive, but I guess I should have done a little more research on who produced all their shit. I know Roger Bain did some stuff earlier. Yeah. Interesting. Because they got a different guy for Painkiller. Um, how about that? Oh, yeah. That was the first album with Scott Travis. I mean, he really flexes on this album. But, I mean, fuck, the fucking pace and this fucking sense of urgency on All Guns Blazing. It's awesome. It's a fucking kick-ass riff. The solo's in it again. I mean, that's one thing you'll find probably on... 
Mine is, you know, they they're just really like they were just awesome at fucking guitar solos. They're they're both really good. They were always in the guitar magazines for a reason. You know, and they were, you know, the tandem solos. There wasn't a rhythm guitar player and a lead guitar player. They both played, you know, lead guitar. They both played the rhythms and they both switched. In fact, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, well, this song has just a solo from KK this time. And, oh, you know, Glenn was feeling a solo in this song. So he'd, no, they like, they almost all the time, like almost every song, it's it's like they switch off, you know, solos. Like, which, I mean, maybe in the fucking set, like, was there another band in the 70s or, you know, maybe because I know Iron Maiden did that, too. Yeah. Um, but the only thing I can think of even close is um, then Lizzie. Right. And like, well, that, yeah. that's its own thing comparatively. Yeah. I mean, they 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 did a lot of that, too. But yeah, that's 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 the thing. Like when you have a band that has like it's like fucking in the Metallica shit. Like I had a hard time with, you know, fucking Master Puppets because it's like every song on there is it's like that with Painkiller, too. But, I mean, you know, you listen to it enough times, and I've listened to it plenty of times. I mean, Judas Priest might be one of those, you know, they might be one of the top five bands I've listened to the most. You listen to enough of it, man, you get to know and figure out what your ultimate favorite stuff is for sure. And, I mean, when I listen to this versus, you know, Nightcrawler or, or, you know, Metal Meltdown, which are two other great songs on the same album... I like l- listening to this song. Like, if, if I'm going to listen to one song off of Painkiller, you know, there's a 99% chance I'm going to listen to All Guns Blazing. As, as awesome as Painkiller is, it's, that's the song I'm going to listen to, you know? So, you're number three. I'm at the point where I don't even need my list in front of me anymore because I know where we're at. <laughs> uh, I said it before, and I, I'm saying it again right now. First, and you never forget your first, right? Fucking, you got another thing coming. Oh, my God. Dude. I just remember like there's certain points when you're you're at an awesome show and it's already awesome and then stuff somehow just gets elevated, you know. Priest in the middle of an already epic set going into you got another thing coming, rolling straight into it from whatever song was coming before it, dude, just was, you know, when they hit those opening chords, you know what's coming on like uh it's fucking epic, dude. It's just it's it's like it's a lot of their stuff for lack of better definition is just medium paced but it's it's that driving you know consistent beat or whatever that's kind of the backbeat on it's awesome yeah and this is like arguably the most definitive of that that stuff you know what i mean because like it's it just starts with a i also like the dynamics on it of the fucking it's like the you know yeah like they really accentuate you know, certain notes to make the riff sound a certain way to to almost to make your your movement be it a headbang or yep. if you're actually dancing, it leads you and it steers you in a certain. You know, these are the notes we want to accent. These are the notes that we want you to hear. This is where it is in the beat that we want you to hit. And it, probably one of the lamest bass lines ever. My band, my old band, dude, has played this. We played this song so many fucking times. Obviously, Lori was you know. The band mom. Most of the shit we played on was her shit from when, you know, when she was in a band. Oh, shit. And, you know, and it was, there was no way we could not play this song. Given who our guitar player's mom was, there was no way we could not play this song. And I mean, I don't know if we played it right, whatever. We played it a lot. And I mean, I had to sing it. Man, it's not easy singing Rob Halford's stuff, man. Oh, it's not imagine. easy at all. Like, but this is the song that they put on GTA. Yep. You know, this is the song that. If you were to put, all right, hey, 
we want the definitive Judas Priest old style, you're going to put on You've Got Another Thing Coming. If Absolutely. you're going to put on the definitive Judas Priest new style, you might, you're probably going to put on Painkiller. But this is the one that kind of en- encapsulates... Is yeah, that I a think word? That, yeah, yeah. I, right. I think that's it a good way to put it. It yeah. encapsulates their entire, like, the early pre-stuff. And, you know, fuck, man. It's a great fucking song, yeah, dude. It's, it's most representative. Memorable as hell. I'm surprised oh, yeah, this isn't easily. their most played song or whatever, or their most popular song on Spotify. But I'm su- I was surprised to see that, too. I was like, wow, really? Like that? You know? I guess it makes sense. It's, it's like Paranoid being number one. You're like, really? But okay, but no, dude. Like, well, yeah, but it's really weird. I'm just looking at it right now. By plays, it's not even number two. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're wow. we're gonna get into that at the end. That's pretty. I'm nuts. actually uploading that right now. Some of the ones, some of the ones that I'm seeing are pretty surprising to me. Well, yeah. the, at least one of them are really surprising to me. Yeah, still undeniable classic. It's it's as loved as it is. That's just timeless for a reason, man. But oh, yeah, for sure, it's my number three. Uh, now we're we still on got the number two. To go. two. Yeah, where are you at? One of the gnarliest intros. I just love the intro. This intro could be a black metal song. It could be a fucking death metal song. It could be a fucking melodic death metal song. It could be fucking anything. It sounds sinister. The Sentinel. Ooh, okay. This one, over the years, has jumped quite a bit in my list. The way he sings Sworn to Avenge, and then whatever the next line is, I don't even know what this next line is but it's all like he says it like super high like yeah, yeah. it's fucking crazy dude like absolutely you know and then the, the fact that they have like a faster version of the intro kind of like it's this weird bridge you know in the in the you know towards the middle of the song mm-hmm. you know like is really fucking cool you know a lot of times you don't get that intro like they don't bring it back yeah like that that little break right there fucking works really well the fucking verse riff the chorus riff the fucking solos are just perfect dude it is i guess it's one of the older ones i mean i was surprised that some of the newer stuff actually fell a little bit on my list man like i said my number one hasn't changed for a long time it's been a favorite of mine forever but you know this is easily the biggest climber for sure. Like it, it, you know, and I've always liked it. It's just over the years, man. It's just like wow, like this song's really fucking hitting me hard. <laughs> you know, Isn't like, that awesome when you have such a predetermined like love for something, and you know you've had a certain order of things for for years, and then you just it's either something that like came out of nowhere and well, sometimes like stuff will drop off your list because like you hear it so much and that's true. You know too. what? It's like oh, you know, like but this one didn't like th- th- nothing fell. It just climbed it's on its It's just own. this climbed yeah, up yeah. and pushed stuff out of the way. Like, that, and, yeah. And it was like just some songs, you know, even from a band that's not as technical or complex as Judas Priest is not complex to me. I mean, for lack of a better term, they're a pretty simple band. And the fact that they have songs in there where it's like it allows it to grow on you or you still notice different things and says a lot because I'll tell you right now, man. I mean, ACDC, another simple band. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen for sure. You know what I mean? There, there's not so many like subtleties and stuff like that that will grow on you. It's just one day you're feeling this song, the next day you're feeling this song that sounds just like it. But it's you know whatever. The Sentinel, bitch and fucking song. <laughs> I mean, I just realized where what range I'm in here as far as years go. Oh, so it's that thing I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Yep. Numero dos. So this will be my last entry from Point of Entry. (laughs) 
And this is the one that I feel encapsulates, if, if even more than Hot Rock, and where my affinity comes from for this whole thing. is just, It sets the tone, and that is, of course, heading out to the highway. On the radio all the time. Never gets old to me. It's just with the first, you know, opening riff. Kind of sets the pace. Got that that Ian Hill. Just kind of okay. Just, <laughs> just stay on the one string bass line. Yeah. But it's just, it's that it's that you know mid tempo pace, but it keeps things going along. Again, another cheesy ass video where they're like getting a car out of a barn or something, and then for some reason it goes to a real from a real world setting to some cheesy, goofy ass set where it's like this crappy cardboard like like horizon or whatever with the highway going up the middle and that sums it all up to me man it's just it's a fun song well, okay so that's that's the baseline and it was always a song i really liked but for some reason i noticed more and more getting stuck in my head all the time and this is when i realized there's no solo in this song so to speak it's not <laughs> yeah. a solo no it's a bridge that has a lead in it and i would but i would always i've been kind hearing of a lead it's yeah not nah, nah, much. Nah. I've been replaying that so much in my head recently. I was just like, that's just epic. You know what I mean? It's just like, especially starting with, with Halford going, I'm the highway. <laughs> just like, something about that combination, dude, is just, or even the way it it, it rings out, dude, at the end, finishing the, uh, finishing the last chorus, you know, where he's got the falsetto ringing out. And it's not a like super ridiculous high one. It's just very operatic. Ah! Oh, yeah. This is actually one of my least favorite Judas Priest songs. I can see that being the case for a lot of people. I've just never liked it. I don't know why. Like I thought, I thought for sure you were going to take Solar Angels. Solar Angels is, I mean, I love that song. But Solar Angels is a jam too. For the longest time, I always used to joke around and be like, "This is the song they play on the radio most." Like this Judas Priest song played on the radio the it, most. It really I, is. Yeah. Every cover band I'd ever seen the bar, they always played it. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be one of their more popular fucking songs. I mean, I don't know what, I can't remember what Spotify said, but I I think it's probably one of their more popular ones. I've seen the videos pretty cheesy. Again, it's one of my least favorite songs by Judas Priest, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to change it if it's on. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, cool, heading out to the highways on. Like, hell yeah, right on. Yeah, it's just interesting. I I guess they didn't like, or at least, uh, who was it? It was Glenn. Yeah, Glenn didn't like either of the uh, the covers, and I hadn't seen this this alternate cover that was who covered it. Uh, or are you talking about the cover of the, the album? cover art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because like it's it like what the fuck is that? A plane wing? Or I guess it, it's not. Okay, really so that's anything. the yeah, that's the regular one. Yeah, and but I guess but there, there was there's a I I think Lori had the album that just literally had a fucking road going yeah, into so the this fucking is, nothing. So this is it. apparently it's it, it was the original Japanese and North American cover art. And yeah, it's it, it looks like a road, but it's actually a uh, it's it's a it's it's computer paper from the eighties. You know that that dot matrix paper shit that that had the separated lines, but it was all yeah. part of one piece. It was that leading out to the horizon, so it looked like a road. <laughs> it's fucking. I, like I don't that think one I ever. I don't more. think I ever noticed that I it was computer paper. Yeah, I yeah. But that's the album cover I always okay, remember. Okay, so there you go. So yeah. when I was when I was looking on Spotify, I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Like, what album is that?" Yeah. You know, and then I then I looked. I'm like, "Point of entry." I'm like, "That's not the fucking album." So it's cover. just interesting how much changed between the versions across the world. You know, it doesn't matter now, but but like between the cover art, the name or title changes of the albums or songs. And then even just as something as simple as like the the sequencing and the reordering of the tracks, 
interesting time in music, you know? But yeah, so that that's it. And well, I definitely, realized... it definitely makes a difference in the sense of an album. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, if, if you are still an album listener, you know, that makes, that makes a big difference. Yeah, especially. And I don't mean like, I mean, in order. Like, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I'm an album listener, but a lot of times I will just hit shuffle on an album, especially if I've heard it a bunch of times. So that's my, my last entry for uh, Point of Entry, and curiously enough, my number one isn't on there, but we'll get to that in a sec, because <laughs> what's yours? There's, there's number, your tease. Number one. Number one. Dude, this has been my favorite Judas Priest song for so long, dude, Delivering the Goods. Nice. The intro. <laughs> Like that shit, dude. Like the fucking like it's still Judas Priest, but it's got like that more classic rock style. That's where that Led Zeppelin influence really. Yeah, dude. Like it's. I mean, it's fucking. It's a fucking jam, dude. Like it's got you know, it's got the fucking backbeat in it, dude. Like the part where it's better watch out and hold on tight i don't know what he says we're ready to rip like dynamite or something like that we're oh, ready to kick like dynamite or something sound great, but it's yeah. like like dynamite and everything stops and it's like delivering the goods like i like how it goes from that rhythm to this almost like a fucking groove stomp type rhythm you know, yeah. like I love the way it does that, and then it goes right back in. Like it's so fucking sick. I don't know. It's I say I don't know a lot. I'm always like I don't know. I don't know. I just told you all the stuff, but I don't know. Anyway, I like it. I'm yeah, a, that's fucking I'm a fan dumb. Of the quirks. Yeah, I got yeah. quit doing that shit, but yeah, dude, like it's just it's a fucking killer. And again, it's another opening song. You know, it's the opening track on Hellbent for Leather. My bad. But. <clears throat> We're all making goofy noises. Well, I love okay. it. Keepy is stinky. Holy shit. What are you fools doing, Oh, dude? dude, she's on turbo mode right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, what's going on? So, yeah, Delivering the Goods. If you want to hear a fucking cool, like, cover-ish of that, I think it's a full cover. I can't remember if Rob Halford's on it or not. He might be on it, now that I think about it. I'm not sure. But, dude, Skid Row does a cover of it. Oh. And, like, old Skid Row. I was just going to say, like, with Baz and everybody. Yeah, like, dude, okay. with Sebastian Bug, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's cool, man. Like, I dig it. So, I mean, if you guys get around to that, definitely check that out, man, because it's pretty fucking sweet. All right. So, I'm really curious to see what this is. Oh, okay. Delos number one. Now, being that um, I had to, I felt I had to omit um, Green Man Alishi. <laughs> hey, we is. both had to admit know, omit that one, man. Like that. So if that's my number that one, been my, that would have been yeah. my number two for yeah. sure. So if that would have been my number one, what what do you think would be a very not too far Jesus off spiritual Christ. successor? Uh, given the fact that you had fucking heading out to the highway on there. Living after midnight? Uh, I can see why that might make sense. I hope not. Hey, I don't really like that one either. <laughs> I, I I like it, but like it's it's nowhere near heading out to the highway because they're kind of the same song to me almost. Hey, well, okay, so that's I think that's why I don't like it that much. I can see that. Yeah, it's just like wait, oh, hold can, on. Okay, so wait, he's a, a successor to Green Man Alishi? Mm-hmm. Not too far off rhythmically. Like the riff isn't too far off. It's off an album you mentioned already. Breaking the Law? No. <laughs> Breaking the Law is awesome, but no, it's... it's, it's I don't think... See, that's another one I, I don't really like a whole hell of a lot, probably because the video soured me. 
<laughs> what are you guys doing? You're, what are you robbing? You're just robbing people well, of their dude, time to play the music? just in a car with these yeah. fucking fake guitars. Like, this is so weird. Like, what the it. fuck, I dude? I love it. I love it. This dude, is like, similar fucking you, rhythm. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure. You're just going to have to go for it. Tell right me. on. So I'll preface it by saying I love the guitar sound on, on British Steel and um, Point of Entry because it, it is so thin. And it's not what you think of when you think traditional metal. It had to come from somewhere. But, like... Like, that's a funny thing to me. If you think of a song like Breaking Law, you're like, like now, you'd be like, this is metal. You know what I mean? So then after that, you get into a whole new range with um, Screaming for Vengeance and Defenders of the Faith, where they like kind of, there's like a little something else going on where it's like, I don't know what it is. is. Is it chorus? Is it, is it, you know, there's a little something else on those guitars on those two albums specifically. So then you hear the opening chords of Some Heads Are Gonna Roll. Ah, and it gets nice. super epic, and it's just that sense of melody. It's got that same. If you really want to break it down, like like songs like Painkiller are or, or, or Exciter or Free Wheel Burning are kind of an exception where they are they are the speedier ones, you know. Even though that's something they did, it's not like the golden rule of what they what it is they did. They had that kind of mid tempo, kind of head nodding, kind of inhale, kind of <laughs> rhythm. You know what I mean? I'm all about it. Um, That's yeah, a fucking good one, man. Like, but yeah, dude, some heads are gonna roll is just like prime example of all of that. It's just, I can't believe there's not a video for this. It's so fucking catchy. There's like, not. Like, no, nah, apparently not. There's a live rendition from whatever tour that would have been. But oh, I'm sure. There's, yeah. I mean, you could. I think they played on Priest Live too, which was in video format. Yeah, I think, and I think that's where it, it, it was on Vimeo or not Vimeo, um, Vivo. On, on yeah, YouTube they played on that. there. It's a single. They just didn't have a video for. It. Apparently, they have a video for. That's so weird. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's like one of their big, one of their bigger songs. I thought. Like, yeah. I mean. I would have liked to have seen them play it, but it's, it's, it is that that kind of what I like about Green Man Alishi. A lot of it is is on some heads are gonna roll, and uh, and I kind of realized that in the in the last few years that that's just a good ass song. I just like the idea of like if you think about like obituary, like not thinking too hard about like their gruesome, for lack of a better definition, subject matter or their their songs is with chopped in half. You know what I mean? It's like they're not thinking too hard about it. Then they're not trying to push any envelope. It's just like it's like the you know the '80s traditional heavy metal equivalent of that of some heads are gonna roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like, it's just that's just good natured. Yeah, it's like dad fucking going out for the fucking night, and it's like you know if you're not done with your chores by the time I get back, some heads are gonna roll. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just it's a it's the complete package for me, man. I love it. Awesome fucking song. Yeah. Awesome song. So that's I, our top five right there, man. Huh. Um, so one thing before we move on to what, what Spotify's top ten is, is there's something I wanted to uh, bring up. Oh, yeah. Up. Let's, let's hear it. So uh, in addition to what I was talking about was just like 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 a lot of their um, songs are maybe just like sayings. Like we've been talking about some heads are going to roll. You got another thing coming. Or if it's just like talking about rocking or whatever. Hang talking about metal. Way. Yeah. Or just hanging out or doing whatever. Delivering the goods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like like the most you're like 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 do you want to talk about starting from somewhere? You talk about like the yeah. most basic things. Riding you can talk on the about. wind. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and it's just like now it would just seem hack, but like it's it's priest. They can do whatever they want, with one exception. Each not each, but a lot of their albums would feature these 
gnarly, weird, I don't know if they're supposed to be robots or about these metallic, weird monster things, right? And they would have the songs named after them. And I noticed that I, with maybe the exception of Electric Eye, I don't think so, though. We didn't really, those weren't in our top five or even in our, in our honorable mentions, I don't think, right? Which ones? Just like any of the songs about like these gnarly monster things. Like in, um, the most obvious one to me is, is Painkiller. Just like weird Loch Ness. Yeah, but like like specifically Monsters like of rock. Like the weird like the ones on the cover art. Like that the like they have the songs about where it's the weird so you got painkillers, this weird motorcycle riding robot demon thing or something, yeah. right? <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to go buy all these. Well so what screaming for vengeance would be electric guy? I think. Is I'm that not what you're thinking? I'm not sure what fucking screaming for that, that all these Because Defenders dudes, of the Faith, is that even like a real song? I don't think it's a real song. I mean, uh, it's just like, no. we are defenders of the faith. Like, yeah, but somebody pointed this out more a like while a, back. Yeah, that each one of these songs, or like there is there is some mention in some of these songs. Maybe I'm just thinking of the most obvious ones are Painkiller. The other one I'm thinking of actually is Jugulator. Which, oh, yeah, again, Jugulator. Is not, and that's what that I mean, dude is on the cover. But that is something. But there's something. a song on Angel of Retribution called Hellrider. Yeah. But there's also Judas Rising, also Demonizer. Yeah. So like like those are the other kinds of songs they have as well, and it's just curious. It was interesting to me that I noticed that. And they do a, have a song called you know Redeemer of Souls. Yeah, oh, you yeah, know that's like I that's mean, like where that's all that is is that album is just about yeah it's, things. yeah. I guess I never noticed that, but just like I thought, so that's something that I picked up on. I thought was interesting is that like there's like actual characters that they have songs about or mention, and they weren't on any of our our uh, oh yeah songs as far as I can tell. So that's just an interesting observation. All right, so Spotify top ten. Uh, yeah. This is really surprising to me how much higher number one is. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, I mean, what? From, wonder... from one to five. I mean, we're talking Electric Eye at number five with twenty three million. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then so that your next would be number four would actually be you've got another thing coming with thirty five million, thirty five point six. Yeah. Which what I, I thought it was higher last year when I and checked it. This is crazy to me. This Living. is the one that gets me. Okay, you're literally separated by two hundred thousand plays or so. Yeah. And dude, Living After Midnight yeah. has more plays than Painkiller. Was that, it in a movie or something? Maybe. You know what? Again, I attribute a lot of these two is. Um, oh, it's higher than Painkiller. Too yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. By two hundred thousand plays. I, you know what? I bet it is. I bet it's in like a classic rock playlist somewhere. Yeah, a lot of that is because Painkiller was number two last year when I checked. Really? Yeah. So that's why I, I didn't even yeah. notice that till but now. Dude, wow, dude. Breaking the law at 76 million yeah, plays. Double, That's double the other double. two. That's like, crazy. Like, holy fuck. That's what I'm saying. But, dude. I mean, they, you know, that was the Beavis and Butthead, you know, watching the dog, watching the dog. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I still do that shit whenever I'm like doing just randy, oh, take out the trash, take yeah, out the yeah, trash, yeah. Down, down, it's really take easy out to the do. trash. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, that was the big, that was the big thing, you know, and I mean, I know that some of these songs have been featured in definitely like in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. I don't know about the online play. I don't know if the online radio stations change much. They should. Right. Like, because it would make sense. Like, you could totally do that. It'd be kind of cool. Because then people that play online don't have to listen to the same shit all the time. Yeah. But that's the new game. Like, the old game, you know, obviously you can't change a lot of it. But I know, like, you've got another thing coming. I know it was on... I think fucking V-Rock or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah. Was it on 4 or was it on Vice City? Vice City. It was on Vice City. 4 had the the New York Hardcore Station, which is awesome. But 4 also had, like, one of them had, like, 
living after midnight or heading out oh, yeah, to the highway no or yeah. one of them. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and one of them had breaking the law, which is perfect for that fucking game. Oh, like, yeah. it's, if, the, if, if, you know, yeah, if your song gets featured in there, then yeah, chances are. It's like if you want, if you go on Shadows Falls, um, if you go on Shadows Falls thing, like if you think about all the videos they had on Headbangers Ball back in the day or whatever compilations, their number one song is The Light That Blinds because that was on Guitar Hero. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? So they, they started closing with it after a certain point because they knew that was the biggest one. That's Yeah, that's a cool song. I like that one. Time, but yeah, so. that's, I mean, it was just really surprising that it's that much higher. Oh, yeah. If when, anything, I was, when I was growing up, I mean, that was... Everywhere? Yeah, I mean, it's it was one of the bigger dude. songs. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it was, like I said, it's been, I'm sure it's been on video games. It was on Beavis and Butthead. Like, I mean, it's probably, you know, that's probably another one that's in some classic rock or classic oh, metal playlist. You know what else I just realized? It's huh. been on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. It's just, it just gets a lot of exposure. Yeah. They they had a they had a Simpsons version of, of Judas Priest, but they changed the lyrics because it was about anti-piracy. It was, an, it was. So, do you ever look at the, like, the, you know, Judas Priest top tracks. Yeah. Because it has them in order. One, two, three, four, five. The next yeah. one down is Lightning Strike. Yeah, so there's three songs <laughs> off of... Um, Lightning Strike, Firepower, and then Beyond the Realms of Death, which is an oldie. Yeah. Well, not that old. That's but a random-ass one of all, especially considering the other they ones... Still play live, like, they still play live. They used to still play it live, though, so that's probably yeah. why. Oh. And then Turbo. Yeah, it's love. <laughs> strange, dude. It, but it, it's interesting because that's what it is. It's an insight to, you know. Yeah. That's that you can't argue with the numbers. They fluctuate nice. apparently. That's that's something well, we've learned for today. Sure. Cuz this is they totally probably different. Should. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, especially for an older band as more, you know, younger people, yep. you know, get exposed to it and start checking it out on Spotify and listening to it, you know, yeah, those numbers will go up as they go into different playlists also. You know, those numbers will go up and down and whatever. Yep. Although apparently I'm guessing breaking the laws and going anywhere anytime soon. So. <laughs> probably not. Hey, but all right, that's our episode to the metal gods. Yep. Let us know your top five. Let us For know sure. if your favorite is Breaking the Law or Painkiller or any of these other ones that we omitted. Uh, hopefully, talk uh, to you guys soon. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Yep. Hit us up on all the socials. We have an email. Email us. Say hi. It's all the same stuff. Metalistpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> everything but the Twitter. I know. We're uh, jackass. Fuck All right, you, Jack so Dorsey. We'll see you guys next time. Yep. Later. Eat your vegetables. Fuck your prayers. Goodbye.